M1 is the finance super app that puts you in control of your wealth. Invest, borrow, save, and spend your money how you want with sophisticated automation tools to help you reach your financial goals more easily. 2021 is about rebuilding, building health, building wealth, and everything in between. I've been using M1 for years to manage my long-term investment portfolio. M1 lets me follow some of the top performing hedge funds like Code 2 and balance my pie based on what the pros are doing. It's truly my favorite investing app in the world. Go to m1finance.com slash Katoon to get started today and earn $30 to invest after you fund your account. Terms and conditions apply. M1, yours to build. Welcome to Technology Podcast. I'm Scott Katoon. On today's show, we're going to catch up with my good friend, Mike Doyle. You've probably had him or heard of him when he was on my show, uh, talking about Run Like a Champion. He was on Shark Tank for that. He's got a new venture and it's uh, it's got some pieces from the old one and some pieces into the new one. And I think it's a very future forward business. I'm excited to try it out. I'll, I'm not sure how I'm going to convince my wife to do it. I'm going to have to like conquer on the head. You're going to explain to me how I'm going to get my wife on this thing. But Mike, it's uh, it's great to see you again. You look younger. I'm not sure how that's possible. I, I got a Benjamin Button thing going on. I, I started. There is a little. There back. is. I, I didn't yeah. want to. I didn't want to yeah. name drop, but there's a little something there. Uh, what's new in your world, man? How's how are things going? We'll get into the business stuff. What's up with you? Uh, yeah, things things are uh, you know all is well. No complaints. As, as you mentioned, um, I, I kind of uh, stepped away from the day to day Everlane Champion about a year and a half ago. I think end of 2019. One of our partners bought the company and uh, really kind of since then been, been focused on, on getting off map this new venture off the ground. I'm excited to hear about off map. I know that others are. I think there's like a little backstory that needs to go into to what off map is because there's a period of time in anyone's life, usually when you're like 11 to like 16, 18 years old, maybe 21 if you're like, you know, all uh, burning man type where we're like not staying in a hotel, not staying in an urban area, but like going remote and going camping and doing all that stuff is just a blast. Like a lot of people have the memories of their parents and their dad going fishing and whatever the case, campfires and all of the ghost stories and, and fun stories. You hit a certain age. I don't know what it is, maybe 28 to 30 something. I'm not going to name, and I'm not going to name names here, but I'm going to say like you, you meet your spouse. Let's just say hypothetically. Uh, and you suggest camping and things like that. And, and for some people, it's still a big thing. But for a lot of people, it's like, why would I stay somewhere where I don't have the amenities? And like, it, it becomes difficult as a guy who wants to go out and get dirty and, you know, play in the rough and walk around and, you know, fish and hike and all this kind of stuff. You need to be able to bring the Waldorf to the, to the dirt pile. Sure. And that doesn't really exist until you, I feel like there's a handful of businesses that are kind of like set up that way, but they're not. They're definitely not set up the way you are. So walk me through off map, walk me through how you got to this point where you're like, we need this and we need this all over the place. Yeah, for sure. So I'll give kind of the, you know, 10,000 for view of, of what we're trying to do and kind of the experience we're trying to provide. So uh, myself and my co-founder, uh, a friend of mine named Sam Shanley, we went to college together. We purchased 75 acres outside of South Haven, Michigan. Uh, so in the kind of this very pretty, resort area of Michigan with, you know, Saugatuck, St. Joseph, South Haven, a lot of these very cool beach towns. Uh, and we are setting up essentially an, an elevated camping experience. So the idea is, you know, Scott and, and his wife arrive 
Uh, they don't need to pitch a tent. They're not sleeping in a sleeping bag on the ground. There's a fully furnished safari tent waiting for them. You know, there's a wood burning stove for kind of the fall nights where it gets a little chilly. Um, you know, we have nice clean bathrooms that are professionally cleaned by a housekeeping crew every day. Uh, essentially what, what we've tried to, to do and kind of who we've tried to build this for, there, there's kind of two groups we've talked about. One is the folks who you just mentioned, they just don't want to deal with sleeping on the ground and their back hurts for four days or, or popping up a tent if it's raining and dark or whatever. Um, so it's, it's that group who wants the outdoor experience, but they just want it to be a little more turnkey and a little more comfortable. And, and then the second group is people who are interested in camping, but, but you know, maybe don't have all the equipment that you need to do it. I mean, frankly, if you're not a regular camper and you decide you want to go on a camping trip, you're going to drop a lot of money at REI yeah. or, or wherever on, on tents and sleeping bags and all this stuff. And so, you know, what we're pitching is, hey, skip all that. You don't need to buy all the stuff. Just show up and, and we're ready to go. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've, we've been building out really since, um, since we purchased land in December. We've been building things out and we're getting ready to open here in the next couple of weeks for, uh, for guests this summer. I am excited to see it live and see what people do. I'm going to convince my wife to be down for this at some point, hopefully yeah. sooner. Uh, we have two young kids under two. Well, I guess Vivi just turned two, but close enough to where like, I get the pushback, but we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. You were dead on, by the way, about the pain in the ass factor. That is the camp, like what camping, and even if you want to do it nice prior to you know the glammed up version that you're offering, I distinctly remember the REI trip, which first off, I sign up for an REI like membership, of course, and I want to uh -huh. buy everything in the fucking store, but I have no use for any of it. I don't do any of this stuff, but I want it. And, and I'm thinking about, I'm like, what was the one thing that I hated the most about whether it was camping or even just going to visit family that are kind of in rural areas where you do outdoor stuff? It is that you have to buy this like gigantic rooftop box that you're going to throw all this shit into. Yeah. And you're never going to use it again. It is just going to fill up the, the back of your, your nice clean garage and just make everything a pain in the butt. And it's a, I think that's the hassle that is the anxiety that makes people not consider this in the first place. I think though, if I were, if I were running your business and I was marketing to people, I would literally just key in on like, enjoy the greatest part about it. What you remember as a kid and ignore all of the pain in the butt that your parents went through to make that happen. Totally. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. You know, we wanted to literally be, you show up, you know, we've talked a lot in kind of our marketing and our collateral of, you know, you show up and you're camping. There's not the hour, of, <laughs> yeah. there's not the hour of setup and staking the tent and, and all that kind of stuff. You, you skip that and, and really just, you're able to enjoy uh, kind of your, your whole, your whole time here. My, uh, my, you were asking about kind of, you know, impetus for the idea and kind of how we got here. My, my co-founder, Sam in, uh, in 2017, I believe it was, he took uh, kind of a bit of a hiatus from his job and did kind of a, you know, live out of your car, six month uh, road trip around the US and, and he stopped at a ton of national parks and, and he was rustic tent camping because that's, yeah. you know, that's kind of his thing. He's into that. He likes it. He has no problem with that. But he saw a few of these uh, kind of higher end campgrounds, glamping type experiences out west around, you know, the Yosemites and the Yellowstones. And they were one, they were just super cool. They were very unique. They're very cool. You know, these exist kind of on safaris in Africa and they're pretty big in Europe, but there's not a ton of them in the US. Yeah. Um, he saw them around these parks and they were slammed constantly. You know, they were, he couldn't, he wanted to stay in one, but he just couldn't get in. Um, so we both really liked, you know, the model. We thought it was super cool, but there just wasn't a lot of options like that. Uh, we were both in Chicago and, you know, for a weekend, we weren't going to fly to Yellowstone, glam for two nights and fly home. There, there wasn't a lot of options in the Chicago area for kind of a quick, we can get away to do something like that. So that was kind of the gap that, that we saw. 
I think it's, it's so interesting to me that this hasn't been a raging thing in the U S I think that COVID is going to change that. I, I think that people have, whether it's less restrictions to work, I know companies now are trying to push everyone back to the office, but I think there will be a, a fist fight where yeah, people are like, sure. no, 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 no. Okay. Nice try. Yeah. Uh, I'm here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or I'm here Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever it is uh, that create a little bit more room, make people explore. Uh, I think the idea of like, when you're stuck in like sardines in your house for so long, you end up wanting to get in the car and go for a long drive. And this becomes more of a thing, but it, it does surprise me because the U S is like a, for better or worse, uh, like a wild West, you know, John Wayne type of community. And, and when I think of even glamping, I think of rolling up on like the Ponderosa or rolling up on a reservation in a way, it's like this like little community that's kind of built out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And that is like the most American sounding thing like ever. Like, it's like the idea that that's not a thing mainstream across the country. I know that weather is a part of it, but Europe has every bit, you know, the weather issues that we do. So when I think of like, you know, going out West or going to Yosemite or going to wherever you're going, it, it, to me, that seems like such a fun option. It doesn't even surprise me in the least that Sam watched that and was like, oh, it's packed. I think it's just a matter of people trying it once. And once they do their hook like that, that to me is... I don't know. I guess maybe what you could do is walk us through a little bit. Of like if I pulled up on, on your, uh, we're going to call it on your reservation. I pulled up on sure. your reservation where, what am I doing? Like, what, what is the experience? Like, I know, obviously I don't have to worry about pitching tents. I have a nice place, yeah. got a good can. What am I doing for, during yeah, the day? How's for, for it like? Sure. So, so, so folks, uh, you know, you, you pull up, you arrive, we have kind of a very cool, very unique um, lodge slash office building. So, you know, folks pull up, we greet them at the lodge, we golf cart their, uh, their bags to their tent, kind of get them set up. Um, so they're ready to go. We have some cool communal spaces on property. So a couple of really big communal fire pits. Yep. We've got about 35 acres of woods uh, that have, um, you know, varying levels of cleared trails through them. So depending on your adventure level, you can kind of hike through the woods. Um, we've got some kind of very cool prairie gas, prairie grass, prairie areas where people can kind of walk through, you know, we've mowed paths through there. Um, we've got yard games, grills, etc. cetera. Uh, you know, so, so plenty to do on property. It's really just kind of a unplugged, relaxing type of experience. And then, you know, what a lot of folks who have booked, and again, a lot of this is um, hypotheses, I suppose, because we haven't officially opened yet. So we haven't seen exactly what the guests do. But a lot of folks who have talked to us, you know, th- their plans are to kind of, you know, spend the day exploring these cute little beach towns that are nearby us, you know, wake up Saturday morning, go to Saugatuck shop, uh, go to the beach in Saugatuck, check out a restaurant there, then maybe come down to South Haven for the afternoon eat dinner, return to off map. Uh, a lot of nights uh, over weekends this summer, we have uh, acoustic music around the campfire. So, you know, sit around the campfire with a glass of wine, listen to somebody play guitar. We put fires out at 11 p.m. just to kind of have, you know, quiet hours. So one group isn't keeping everybody else awake. Uh, and then you have just kind of a very nice, peaceful, serene evening, sleeping uh, sleeping under the stars, but you're on a, a king-size mattress with, with fresh linen. So again, the idea is just, you know, give people the, as you've said, the, the really nice, serene parts of being outdoors without, um, without the drawbacks. Can I ride horses anywhere here? Is there a place to ride horses? I need to ride horses. I'll, I'll, I'll hunt down some, I'll hunt down some horse riding places. It's, I mean, we're like in the country. So there are horses. This turned into city slickers is what happened in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know why that just happened, but it just, I like it. Yeah. Well, that's, and it is, you know, again, without uh, sounding like I'm on the Southwest Michigan tourism board here, there is kind of, (laughs) there's kind of like a little bit of everything here. I mean, they've got beaches, they've got a lot of golf, uh, you know, there's the, the dunes are nearby, a lot of very pretty forest preserves. So people want to hike, um, you know, Saugatuck is all very kind of cute antique type shops. If, if people want to do that, 
so really, oh, plenty of like wineries and breweries are nearby too. So um, there really is kind of a little bit of a taste of everything, depending on what folks are looking for. It's pure um, Michigan. That's pure Michigan. that's the that's, slogan, baby. That's it's right. Pure that's Michigan. exactly right. Um, so obviously, I don't think you're going to be focused on just Michigan. I'm sure that if this goes, you'll expand in other areas. And uh, I, you know, from what you can share, I know that you're not trying to give away the business secret here. Sure. Walk walk us through a little bit of like the mechanics. Like, how does this work from a business perspective? You're you're clearly very familiar with operating these sort of pop-up type things. Now, now you're owning the land, which is different uh, from yeah. like a champion, but walk me through the mechanics. Cause I have this, and you may prove me completely wrong. Right? This is just an assumption. Sure. When I look at, um, you know, stocks that I'm looking at trading right now, Airbnb, with the exception of the fact that people are going, they're finally kind of catching the ticket prices and all like weird little add-ons that get you pretty much the same cost as a hotel. I think Airbnb has like this like, massive upside. It could make more millionaires than even Amazon. And I only say Airbnb because it sort of focuses on this shift of like how and where people look to stay places. And I think you fit right in there. You're like right in the, in my mind, the growth track that, yeah. that, 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 that runs across. I'm just curious how you view this. Like, how do you view, you know, if I'm looking at, I, the only reason I'm giving this reference is if I'm looking yeah. at Airbnb, I'm looking at buying up, you know, three flats and houses and so forth, then I'm going to fix them up and clean them up. And I'm going to have a rotating services through there. I can turn it into an income driver. You're doing yeah. this times, you know, however many you have now, plus whatever you buy in the future. What, what is the, what is the model that you guys view as making this a big time? Yeah, deal? I think, uh, I guess a couple, uh, a couple thoughts kind of come to mind first. Um, you know, this is a bit cliched and you hear a lot of people talk about this, but I mean, people talk about kind of this, like, lean more towards experiences versus kind of physical goods and yeah. people people want kind of unique experiences and they, they want to do kind of cool things that they can frankly brag to their friends about and put on instagram hey look what i did um, yeah. so, so in that regard i think this fits very nicely into this you know this is something unique it's different than just you know if you're at a holiday inn in one town versus another town it's kind of the same experience uh this is just something that most people haven't been able to do. And, and really it's, there's not a ton of chances to do it just because there's not a ton of people offering this around the country right now. Um, so I think that's one thing that I think we are, we really like is that there is this push to do cool, unique things. And we kind of very much fall in that bucket. Um, you know, another thing, outdoor kind of just camping and just outdoor recreation generally, even pre COVID was on a pretty steady tick upwards, yeah. you know, more and more people were kind of ex experiencing nature and they wanted to get outside. We actually, we were looking for land before kind of the world shut down in COVID when, when, you know, that, that three day stretch in March, 2020, when kind of everything went nuts, we, we were down in Asheville, North Carolina, looking for land down there. So initially we were looking kind of nationwide and our thought was, Hey, like, let's be in just cool areas. Let's, let's find some really pretty land. Um, we took about a, probably like a six week just pause because like everyone, we didn't know what was going to happen in the world. Yeah. You know, we thought, Hey, it's starting a travel company in the midst of a pandemic the stupidest thing we could possibly do. Maybe not by the well, dip, maybe not. <laughs> that's, yeah, well, ultimately outdoor travel and kind of things like this were, uh, you know, a lot of companies obviously really got hurt by COVID, but um, outdoor travel and camping and glamping and companies like this exploded. So, yeah. you know, we, we took a little bit of a hiatus and probably May, 2020, we kind of realized, oh, okay, this is actually like a really good time to be getting into this. So let's, let's double down and hurry up here. You know, as far as kind of the model itself, I think, one thing, you know, looking back on kind of the last 18 months from when we, you know, started looking for land to they were finally kind of open to guess. I think one of the things uh, that I was probably a little naive to 
um, it was a lot harder than I expected was, I think I had this idea that we would just find pretty land. We would buy it, pop up some tents. We'd be off to the races. Uh, <laughs> there are for, for good reason, you know, there's a lot of zoning rules around where you can put a campground and getting permits from the local governments. And then, you know, the, the health department needs to oversee any campgrounds that pop up and the, the state has uh, governing bodies that oversee campgrounds again, all for very good reason. But I just, I think, didn't realize kind of all that would go into getting kind of the approvals and checking the box we needed. Uh, so t- to that end, this land that, you know, we had probably three or four places that we really wanted to buy that for one reason or another just didn't work out. You know, we, we weren't able to get the permissions we needed or the permits or, or the zoning or whatever. But how long you know, does that process take for you? Because I, I feel like you can scout 20 pieces of land. You can go walk them. Yeah. It's, weeks, if not months on end before they yeah, get the answers. Yeah. M- months in, in, in a lot of instances. Um, and, and a lot of it is just, uh, you know, say there's, say there's three things you have, it's kind of three approvals you have to do. You can't do them simultaneously. You have yeah. to do this one. Then one was done. approved. And then you go to the next one and the next exactly. one. Exactly. And then they start so, asking for money and then, yeah. So it, it, it just, it takes a little time. So again, I, th- I think that was for, for, for us a big, you know, people who are in real estate development probably would have told me a year and a half ago as an idiot that I thought it wasn't going to be like that. But I think, I think that was a big learning for me that, uh, oh, just, you know, we need to kind of be looking for land pretty regularly. Cause even if you find something you like, it's going to take some time before you're yeah. you know ready to kind of turn it on and welcome guests. When I look at your business, I feel like you can kind of, I mean, again, this is like a practice makes perfect. There's a lot, I mean, just as you described this, there's a lot of efficiencies that you're going to get through and much of it you've learned from the past experience at, at Relic Champion, but like much like turnover and things like that. Yeah. You're going to start to figure out how to make this process more efficient to a point where like your full focus is on acquiring land and like creating, you know, even taking this another level. Like it's not just yeah. about the campfire. It's like, can we buy something that's you near a unique um, national, whether it's a park or a national something monument or something that's, particularly unique to this area. Like you go to West Virginia and there's sort of like this like booze tour and there's like weird things you can set up to where there's a reason that people are going to go there. And then once they're going there and they see you're an option, it's like, well, that's, that just takes this trip to like a way higher level. Yeah. You know, what you're saying reminds me a lot of, I think that was one of, there were certainly things that, you know, so my last company ran like a champion, we did home rentals around big sporting events and one, you know, so I have taken a lot of learnings from that and they've been super helpful in this business. And, and one of them that you just touched on was everyone like a champion. We talked a lot about how we don't have to create the demand because yeah. people are, you know, a hundred thousand people are already going to every Penn state football game or Notre Dame football game or whatever. So the demand is there. We just need to kind of provide a unique product that people like. So as we were looking for land uh, for, for off map, we, we really took a similar approach and we said, okay, you know, we want to kind of pop this down in an area that's already a super popular vacation destination yep. or, you know, hiking destination or where essentially we don't have to convince people to go somewhere they would never otherwise go. Our thought was, hey, there's already a ton of people visiting South Haven, Saugatuck, St. Yeah. Joseph. Let's just provide them with kind of a cool, unique place to stay. And again, I think that is something that's also uh, allowed us to, to get a fair amount of traction early on because, um, Again, we're not trying to convince people to go somewhere they've never heard of and they would never otherwise go. So that's why you didn't have Rent Like a Champion in Northwestern. There was no demand. Well, you know, just everyone's, uh, they got all the Chicago hotels. They're, they're yeah. purple lining up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all home. I, <laughs> when I was a student there and I wanted to go to a football game, I was like, oh, this is going to be great because we're actually good. And I had two buddies over, two, not a uh-huh. party. 
two people yeah. were drinking and having a little mini fire pit downstairs on the patio. And I had the cops show up. Oh boy. At 10 o'clock in the morning for an 11 o'clock kickoff. Uh huh. It's too early. You guys are, it's too loud. The art lady upstairs is having a shit attack. Oh God. I was like, okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and move, move. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out of here. Different vibes, I suppose. Different, different vibe. Yeah. Um, so a lot of businesses we, we've talked to, you know, anything from SaaS to product to, to even run like a champ and all these other yeah. businesses included. There's always this sort of like, not talking about ex- exit strategy. I think it's pretty clear for most founders, unless you're a massive repeat founder, like building for an exit is not necessarily a very intelligent way to go about it. Yeah. But there is a different game plan, I think, for something like OffMap. I'm just curious, like there's obviously recurring revenue of people coming through. There's obviously going to be the ability to appreciate the land. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the ability to buy more and more and more land uh, and all kinds of, what it, for you guys, how do you value the, you know, like your, your game plan in your company. Like it's one thing to acquire the land. It's another thing to fill the occupancy. It's another thing to actually increase the value of the land collectively. Yeah. How do you guys find your, like, is there, do you view this as something you run in perpetuity and it's just this like gigantic operation that owns a shit ton of real estate and also maximizes profits on the land. And that's a dollar per square foot game and you guys crush it. Yeah. Or is it something that like we build this up and maybe in a, you know, a, a Harrah's or someone, I don't know why a casino comes to mind, but like somebody like that would be like, Oh, we'd want to buy and get into the travel space. Like, how do you yeah. view this, this hockey stick? Yeah. I mean, we, we've definitely, uh, you know, as, as you said, we're not necessarily building with like one specific exit in mind. We've definitely had, you know, conversations about where this could go. I think one thing that uh, without speaking for him with him not sitting here, but I think one thing that Sam and I both really like about go right ahead, he doesn't care. <laughs> uh, so what Sam said was uh, what, what, one thing we like about this is, it's not unlike, you know, some software companies, this is not like a totally binary outcome. It's either worth zero or like a ton yeah. of money. You know, this, I mean, we have hard assets, you know, we have the land, um, which, you know, is, is generating income. It's, it's also, it, it lends itself very nicely uh, to more kind of traditional financing, you know, bank debt financing, because yes. again, we have that physical infrastructure underlying what we're doing. Um, so it's something where we, you know, we did go raise a small round for kind of this, this first one, but it's, it's something that we think we can kind of, you know, use the cash flow from site one to ideally pay for site two, and then kind of get that train going um, without having to, to necessarily, uh, you know, go raise tens of millions of venture capital, which is, you know, kind of what some businesses have to do to get off the ground. Um, not to say we'll, we'll never go raise money, but I think just the, the optionality that a business like this provides was, was something that we, we both really, really liked. Um, so if, if that kind yeah, of no, that, that does answer. I mean, yeah. I, it really does because I think when I'm, when I'm looking at your business, I'm thinking one, I love it. I, it's like house flippers on steroids, <laughs> you know, like the, the ability for investors, like to me, if I'm an investor looking at opportunities, yeah, I love the 10 X, the 12 X multiple on revenue or even better 10 X multiple on re, uh, projected revenue yeah. of a SaaS company that I know that like, if they can get a customer, like the recurring benefit is massive and the exit potential is massive. I'm looking at a CRM company right now that if I invest in their last round, they were at like 40 million, this new round, they're like 200 million and not a whole yeah. hell of a lot has changed right, to be right. totally honest between the two. But if I'm an investor, I have the opportunity to jump into a company that I'm investing essentially in assets and how you drive the assets. 
Like that's really what it is. Yeah. I think it's just, I think it's a different, uh, you know, kind of apples to oranges. They're different types of businesses. Not to say one is, one is bad. And it's one not is that good, they're but, better or worse, but your, yeah. yours can, with the exception of the world imploding, right. Yours holds value and appreciates over time, regardless of whether you guys do a good job or not. Like, yeah, of course there's always like a, you know, 2008 could happen. Sure. But like not in the places you're buying, like they're yeah, always sure. like, you know, a high value, you know, area. I just think it's really smart. I think it's a, a really cool way to build a real estate based business, which is yeah. essentially what you guys have done. And I think the long tail of this, when you, you said, maybe we'll raise money, maybe we won't like, you know, significant money, the big time money, you know, you, you may need it to accelerate if things are just going gangbusters and it's like, Hey, we can, we should, mm-hmm. or you may, if you can figure out ways to monetize from within your little, you know, little colonies you're building everywhere. Like, are there ways to, you know, to have brand sponsorships and to monetize merch and to sell shit in the place. Like yeah, yeah. there's things like that you can do guided tours and, and turn it into sort of a, a Disneyland, if you will. Um, you know, I think that's where you would raise a bunch of money, but otherwise you're literally looking at this like very safe is the wrong word, but it's like, it's a, it's a very consistent growth business and yeah, you kind of know where yeah, you're at. I think so. It's, you know, you talk about guided tours and things like that. It's, I guess this is true of any business, but we have just a we have a pile of hundreds of things we would like to do. Yeah. Kind of, you know, it's like right now. Horses, horses yeah, are on that horses. list. <laughs> horses. Right now it's, it's very much, Hey, let's just, you know, let's nail, let's nail kind of the core product, the core experience, which is, you know, Scott and his wife come here for the weekend and have a great time. But yeah. um, you know, eventually, I mean, things like, you know, corporate retreats and weddings and, and, you know, kind of, you know, family reunions who book out the whole place, things like that. We think, uh, could be huge components of the business. We're, we're not, again, we're not really focused on those t- today just because yeah. we need to get you know, the bread and butter up, up and working. But um, yeah, I think definitely a lot of, for like a unique, cool venue that provides uh, uh, an experience you can't get a lot of other places. I think there's a ton of opportunities to do neat things like that. So we're- the, la- the last thing I'd add to that, because you just kind of mentioned this and, and I yeah. agree with you on the weddings and the rent outs and all this stuff. This is something I didn't think about last time we talked. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought about it when you just said this. When you think of a company, when you think of real estate, when you think of anything, there's always like, this is our size and shape box. You know, we, we deal in healthcare tech. We deal in this, we deal in that. Yeah. We buy houses that are in these five regions. You guys aren't confined to space. You're confined to like use case. Yeah. So like, there's no yeah. telling, you don't have to go buy four miles of land. You could buy, you know, 10 acres, five acres, 200 acres, and each one of them is a different experience, a different thing, different cost structure. Yeah. Yeah. And that like, to me is that's super exciting. Cause then it's like, Hey, we have this, we have this great place in, in South and you know, in uh, South was it South Haven, right? South Haven. Yep. Yeah. So we have this great place in South Haven. It's big. People love it. They're coming here. We got all kinds of inquiries to rent it out or rent partial out. What if we bought like a small parcel of land just on the other side? Yeah. And it was just like designated for like family rental. That's all it was. Like you have so many things that you can go that, to me, yeah. that's the exciting part. You're not, yeah. you're not pigeonholed anywhere. For sure. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things we can do And one, uh, you know, kind of in the same boat of just a large array of things we're doing. There's more on the operational side, I guess. But one thing I, as an entrepreneur, one thing I really like is just kind of uh, having a large variety of tasks and you're kind of working yeah. on different things. And I mean, this is, you know, we have the land acquisition and then the actual like kind of physical site development build out part. And then, you know, that's one bucket. Another bucket is essentially like, kind of hotel operations, you know, you're like have a cleaning crew and you're turning over beds and you're hosting people and you're making sure that goes smoothly. 
And then kind of the third bucket, and this is what I did a lot of Everlink Champion is, you know, how do you essentially acquiring customers and how do you kind of market that experience and find people online who want that kind of thing? Um, so those are each pretty unique things to work on. And we get to kind of touch, touch each of those, which again, I just, that, that to me is kind of an energizing, fun thing to not be in a very specific box where you're just doing task A uh, over and over and over. I think you're unique about, that's a unique qualification about you. Like I, everyone says, oh, I, I hate the grind. I hate that I do the same mundane shit every day. I actually don't think that they want to have the responsibilities. Like you're basically PT Barnum is what's going on. You're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm buying the land. I'm cleaning it up. I'm building, throwing some shit up on there. I sell it online. Keeping you come the there. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here spinning plates. I, I throw the fire pit on. I tuck the covers in. I plunge the shitter and I head back out. Like, like yeah. it's that, it was, but like, there's only a certain number of people who actually really truly want to have that that's, kind of that's, yeah that's very nice that's very nice to say yeah i mean i i, I don't know I, I get kind of energized by that and one thing I've, I've i've used this comment you know 20 times so people have probably heard me say this but i've i've come to that i'm swinging a lot more hammers in this job than i did at real like a champion because at, yeah. at the beginning you know well, we, we had, yeah we, we had uh you know we did obviously there's some build-out stuff we just weren't equipped to do but there were a lot of just kind of little tasks around the house that were like well we have time and uh, we can save some cash. We do it ourselves. So we were, we were doing a lot of the build out ourselves, which consisted of lots of, lots of YouTube tutorials and then uh, <laughs> you know, going out and kind of figuring it out. I hope you guys recorded some of that. We, you know, about halfway through uh, a friend came to, to help for a weekend and he was like, you guys need a GoPro. Cause like watching you try to figure out how to chainsaw down a tree is very funny. Uh, so you should just record this whole process. I know. I think, I think I know, you know, Bo Darcy, right? Uh, I know of Bo, yeah. I think we yeah. overlapped at 1871 I, a little bit. I feel like Bo should be involved in this somehow. I'm not telling you that you got to bring him in as a partner, but I just yeah, like he's, yeah. he between the duck hunting, obviously he was trying to build a gigantic playpen in the middle of Lake Michigan, right? Yeah. which for co many reasons, finally, I, th I think it's done. I don't want to call it out for him now, but I, I think that has finally uh, been put to rest or whatever, which is like a seven year journey. Either way, like he, this is like, he would be drooling over this. I feel like, yeah, Bo, yeah, we need to call Bo. Yeah. <laughs> take his money, take his money. Get him on the line. Um, this is, this is really fascinating. I'm excited to get you, you know, to see you guys get started with this. Uh, I did not know that you were literally like involved in the buying, the building, the, like the whole thing. I don't know why I didn't know that of you. Yeah, we, we spent, uh, Sam and I spent a lot of, again, you know, we, we took that break when COVID hit of kind of, should we be doing this or not? When we saw outdoor businesses are doing well, we said, okay, let's do it, but let's kind of keep a tighter, you know, two or three hour band around yeah. Chicago. So a large amount of time last summer, fall of 2020 was Sam and I on road trips around the Midwest uh, to little vacation towns, just checking out land. Um, and it was kind of, you know, it, it got to be, I really enjoyed it. It was a fun it process. It sounds fun, to be it honest. Was, the, 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 it was just such like a thread the needle piece of property that we wanted because yeah. we, we seemed to see things on two ends of the spectrum. One was it was farmland where it was just flat and clear, no trees, no what. And that's, if you put a tent in the middle of that, it feels like you're just camping in a cornfield. And then, you know, the other end of the spectrum was uh, like a forest. It was so heavily wooded. We'd have to like spend a ton of money knocking down yeah. trees. So we were really looking for something that kind of had elements, you know, some cleared spaces where we could build some stuff, also some cool forest and a pond. And so it really just took uh, finding the land and then, you know, getting, finding it. And then is it in an area where we're allowed to do what we want to do? Um, yeah. was, uh, it was a bit of a slog, but, um, you know, we saw a lot of, a lot of Michigan, Wisconsin, and Illinois last summer, just kind of cruising around. 
Sam's driving, Mike's sitting there with a topographic map, just like kind of looking exactly. down on it to see what exactly. the hell's going on. That's right. That's right. Well, you guys won't be in Cincinnati is my guess. That's, that's <laughs> float out there. I don't think you'll have a space. I, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Oh, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll I mean, see. shit. Who knows? It's, uh, it was hall of fame, something out there, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, this has been a blast catching up with you. Congrats on getting this thing off the ground. I'm excited to try it out. Um, I, it's not too far from Chicago. So I, I think I can convince my wife to, to, quick, to slum yeah, it quick, quick that, weekend drive i'm uh i'm on the north side of the city and i'm like door to door from roscoe village to off map in like two hours so it's oh okay very easy easy yeah easy peasy where do people go to, to book and schedule and learn about it yeah for sure so the website is stayoffmap.com again we're, we're about eight miles east of south haven we've got uh, availability really july 1st is kind of opening day for us this year we're, we're planning to be open through mid-october uh as i mentioned we got kind of the wood-burning stoves to keep you warm in the fall so would love to would love to have people come stay with us this year. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, Mike. Thanks so much, Scott. If you're interested in self-directed investing from startups to crypto and public markets, my Substack is a great way to learn how professional investors screen, review, and pull the trigger on deals. Join the largest community of micro investors and startup founders on Substack by going to katoon.com. 